Diarrhea. I'm setting the bar awfully low. Titus O'Neil keeps running directly into that bar. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. You make me very angry. The man who has a better IQ than you, the awe-inspiring JC. You should go work for WWE because you'd be so up far up Vince's No, butt. no, no, no. Oh, you are no, such no, a no, sucker. No, no, no. You, you are. defend everything, all the bad moves they make. This is the Chopper Knocker Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Jobberknocker Podcast. As always, Nestlemania alongside for the ride is JC. Fresh off a of Super Bowl week, I guess, is the best way to describe <laughs> it. <laughs> Sorry, that was an, obviously not an inside joke. We were joke, literally but... talking about that before the show. Um, <laughs> so, it's literally on my mind. Oh, God. Ooh, baby, when you're ton like that, you make everyone go mad. Apparently. That anyway. That same. So we are fresh off of, uh, I think, a week or so away, uh, uh, sorry, a week after the Royal Rumble. We're kind of setting into the Super Showdown When is the Super, Super, Super Duper Showdown? I was told that the Super Duper Showdown was going to be on February 28th. Okay, so we got like a couple weeks. I think we have a couple weeks. I think we're having a slow build, methodical build maybe, uh, to this little roadblock, if you will. Well, I am glad you said slow burn because that's where I want to start in the shine. You'll always be in my shine. Mwah. Slow burn. Because what do they not do enough of nowadays? Good slow burns. They do stuff slow, as in, like, let's have the same thing every week. But there isn't always segments where, you know, you're really anticipating something, and then you don't really get it, but it was still a very entertaining segment for the about 10, 15 minutes. I'm talking about Randy fucking Orton. Once again, guy comes out, what do you say, four words? One of the best promos of the last couple years. And he didn't even say anything. Like the amount of heat that he was getting just by like not just by like teasing it. Like last week, you had that epic segment, your favorite word, uh-huh. with, with Edge, where he just like beats the piss out of this guy who just came back from triple fusion neck surgery. Friend, confidant, colleague, golden res- girl. Yeah, re- sure. You said friend and confidant. How could I not? That was a layup. Anyway, go ahead. Okay, sure. But yeah, Orton like he's supposed to. They tease it all week. Orton will give his explanation, kick off the show. Obviously, Randy Orton takes his time getting to the ring, which I'm fine with because he's Randy Orton. He's not the Undertaker. Um, but, yeah, just so good about this. Every time he, he went to say something, the booze just came, and I was like, this this is what I'm looking for in my wrestling. Like, this type of shit. Well, it's not wrestling, but this well, is what you're I know, but if, your television. If you're going to give me these promo segments where I'm not getting actually wrestling, this is what I want. You want nothing. I, exactly. You want Seinfeld. This, was the, this, is like, this is how you do a slow burn. This is how you do it because we're taking a feud. We're not going to see Edge for a while. I don't know. Maybe this does happen in Super Shitdown, but who knows? Maybe it doesn't happen to WrestleMania, but it doesn't matter. This was an effective way to keep the level of anticipation and excitement for this feud without actually doing anything. Brav fucking O. Oh. Uh, uh, the one thing I could do without, and this is, uh, I guess, more of a theme <clears throat> for everything. This was a very much, I'm so glad I DVR'd Raw versus watching it completely yeah, live. this is like the one thing I didn't want to fast forward. Right. And so, and the funny part was, is I was way behind. Like, I get home way later on Mondays, and I looked at it, and I went, okay, for the first, they do the signature, you know, then now forever, and all that stuff. And then it's like a fucking package that there took forever. There was like five packages. Randy Orton took a yeah. sweet fucking time. When I, when I saw him lift the microphone to his mouth, I hit play. It was 10 minutes in, and I went, thank you. Like, I, sometimes, I don't want three well, hours Well, let me put stuff. it to you this way. 
Because if you're watching the show live, mm-hmm. especially with that opening segment, you're anticipating what Orton's going to say so much, and they are literally have you on like the edge of your seat. That's effective television. If you're watching that live, like the slow, methodical come to the rain, like, like they're building to this, and then you didn't get it on the payoff that makes you even matter. It's getting Randy Orton even more heat. Sure. One of the most popular guys that we all fucking love and want to cheer because he's so good, but he still finds a way to be like, God damn it, Randy, you fucking asshole. Yeah, because he's that's oh. who he is. That's why people you ha- you have to look at people and invest in what I they really are. So and much. he is an asshole. And oh my god! He says it though. He's like, mm, you know, I'm kind of a jerk, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just wrestling needs more jerks. It's true. And I hate when people are like, mm, we live in a world where everything's gray area. No, he clearly did something bad, and you boot him. Yeah. Right. So, it, I don't it, believe in gray. Like I just I'm sitting. I always have a hard time when people are saying, uh, you know, like you go to a Marvel movie. There's definite good and bad guys. Yes, there are shades of gray. But, like, you root. Well, there's a lot of big shows that flip back and forth. Sure. Like, hey, you're a good guy. Hey, you're not a bad guy. Good guy, bad guy. Good right. guy, bad guy. Well. <laughs> but I'm just saying, to me, when I look at wrestling, it's the most effective to me when I know there's a clear one or the other that I need to cheer for. Not necessarily that I'm going to cheer for that particular person. I might do the flip-flop. But to me, when I watch Randy Orton, like you said, it is a absolute master class of less is more, everything works, and it's slow, methodical in a way that makes sense for him. So people, you know, we we just need to appreciate it. And I think he doesn't get he's he's in the conversation in my brain, if not one of the best Say heels it. ever, but he might be the one of the greatest of all time. Thank you. I, every, every single week when we talk about Randy Orton, I literally want to say he might be the best ever. He if, might. He's a, he deserves to be in the discussion. He probably isn't. No. But like he, I mean, he's still doing it. Yeah. So he ain't done. And the fact that he still does it at this level when he's been around this long, like he's still not even that old. We forget how young he was when he came in, yeah. youngest world champion. Who like, do you beat? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help myself. Yeah, I, but anyway, I have to censor myself because this is a pro WWE show. Oh, is it? No, depend, depend, depending on who you ask. You are such a suck-up. You defend everything. All <laughs> the bad moves you make. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, exactly. That was like four years ago it, now, wasn't it? Well, Holy actually, shit. it's funny that you say that because uh, in a couple of weeks, it's Knocker 200. We're celebrating our 200 That's a show. scary thought. Yeah, 200 shows. Not all together because clearly we can't stand each other you, for 200 weeks. You week. probably won't even be here for no, that show. I probably won't be, but that's fine. Nestle going on how, a long hiatus. How egregious is that? It's like a celebration. And Nestle's gone. Everybody's going to have fun without him. Uh, but probably be best show ever probably so there's be a lot of stuff there however getting back to the comment of, of randy orton I, again i'm sure people will disagree but i think he's been 13 time world champion yeah. he has the one of the greatest finishers although he didn't come up with it obviously don't care but he does it in such a way he does it better than anyone's ever there's done so it. many things about the guy that you, you could just sit there and go he's just good like yeah. he, there's just a visceral feeling when you watch him you go this guy is better than the rest and i think you like the reason why i come on here and i'm i'm obviously very pro orange yeah. So if you only listen to this show, you think everyone talks about him, but people just don't. No. I mean, there are some people who make top 11 lists. I'm <coughs> Jason Rossi, and don't include him. <laughs> Boy, Billy luckily had my back on that one. But, like, this guy, like, he is GOAT status. He is up there. He is, that, like you said, and I will forever preach that because he is fucking awesome. Okay, what else did you enjoy on The Shine? Um, shimmy, shimmy, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. So what are we going to do now, huh? Andrade suspended, not going to see him for 30 days. Well, Zelina's got a new boy toy, and it is none other than Angel Garza. This guy is made for the main roster because he's that type of, like, charisma, personality, machismo, whatever you want to call it. Him and Zelina worked a lot better than I thought it would because I don't think he necessarily needs her, but I think it worked. Um, I just – I thought this was well done. 
Um, the promo probably dragged a little on. Eventually, it does lead on to Mysterio coming out for the save. And the match with Mysterio and Garza, like, wasn't as good as I hoped it would be. Oh, yeah. I mean, I when I saw it, I went, oh, I'm boned up for this one. And then, you know, it doesn't happen the mm-hmm. way that I wanted it. And I went, okay, whatever. It, it, it's the first time. It seemed a little slow, which yeah. is not what I expected for these two guys. But I think it was a miscommunication. Like, he didn't get it to— It probably never worked either. No, but he probably never got, like— Ray was doing the best he could, but there was also that moment of, like, he wanted to rip off his pants. I don't know if the camera angle didn't get it or he just had a misfire. Whatever the case is, you know, sometimes that happens to dudes. But there's a difference because— That probably happens to every dude who's ever tried to do that before the sex. Sure. Yeah. Although I don't really have tearaway pants. I should probably invest in those. I had them when I was younger, and they were my my favorite thing to do. Like, just I remember I was—this is how old I am. I was in, like, seventh and eighth grade and thought to myself, oh, man, all I just need is a a pair of tearaway pants because that'd be cool. And then I finally got them, and I was like, you got the ones with the snaps that, like, don't come off right away? Drove me up the fucking wall. I hated it. Anyway. I had the snaps, too, and I was fine. Well, maybe you know how to handle your snaps. Maybe you're not, not so maybe much. you're not a big strong boy. I'm not a big strong boy. <laughs> I'm a weakling. I am an emaciated gentleman. Anyway, so that's exactly who I am. But getting back to the Garza factor, there is something about him I went and okay. When I look at Andrade, I think there's a dude that's on the poster but can't verbalize his feelings. At least to the American audience. And that's why Zelina is perfect right. for him. You look at Rey Mysterio, probably the greatest Latino of all time. Yes. Depending on who you ask. Uh, and then you see Humberto Carrillo. Now again, Good-looking dude, dimples for days. Shimmy, shimmy, he, yeah. He has that look of, like, if, if Mario Lopez was, you know, wrestling, he looks like Mario Lopez. So, you know, it's like A.C. Slater. But, of course, he's got that little, like, that flavor, and that's great. Although I think he doesn't translate well sometimes. He, I think he's still, he's getting he more still has a chance because he does, he is very His good. voice throws me off a little. Yeah, he There's talk. a little bit of a Kermit the Frog feeling yeah, when he gets out there, like, talk. you know. Rainbows and sunshine and yeah. oh, I'm Kermit the Frog here. I already got Ricochet. I don't need another one. Exactly. And, and exactly. Ricochet, I kind of like it now. So. Yeah, it's, it's so bad. It's good. Yeah. But then, I, but then, then Garza comes out, and it's there's. I know he's. I know he's young, and I know he's not over the two oh five. He's got limit. a little of that it. There's yeah. something about him. You look at him, and you see. You can be like that guy could be a star. Sure. And I think the other thing too is there's, he's. There's there's certain things about when I when you look at certain great you know, like, Lucha Libre kind of things. There are certain people who have that that charm, like oh, an Eddie Guerrero. That, yeah. But then you have, on the opposite side of that charm is the Del Rio, in my opinion, where it was just like, you know what, I don't like that guy for I want to punch him in the sure. face, yes. But there's a mix. Both, there's right? a mix, right? So there, when you look at it like that way, to me, Abrota Del Rio was the, one of the worst baby faces I've ever seen oh, in my life. horrible. Terrible. Never should have been a baby face. See, see, see. No, 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 no. no. But Rey Mysterio and, and Eddie Guerrero had that ever loving but Eddie could yeah. do both so I, when I see Garza out there with the smiles the facial reactions and the comfort he's just comfortability yeah com- I can't even get it out of my mouth <laughs> the comfortability factor I guess when I watch him I think to myself this guy I can see him in mid-card feuds where he's going after you know like somebody's wife or somebody's woman and, and doing that kind of thing and getting away with it because he's just charming yeah. or he's sl- you know Sleight of hand over here doing this thing like he's just charming. You I know think I mean? he's going to have a long career because I think you hit on it. He plays both sides and he yeah. can play them both well. And he'll always be entrenched in that mid card. But he will be a guy that will dabble in the main event, I think. Sure, so. I think so. I think he needs he's, to bulk up a little. Yeah, well, but I think yes. once he gets there, there's a there, – to me, I think he has a higher ceiling than Umberto Carrillo. And I would kind of think at this point – at this point, I just – when I see Andrade – there's so much of a not being able to talk factor that bothers me. 
he's just a step behind Andrade, in my opinion. Just a step. Okay, that's just a step. Which, again, it's I'm not going to do what you guys think I do and sell the farm because I love somebody because I usually fuck them. So I'm not going to say that. So you know what I mean. I'm going to screw up their life by, by calling them a certain thing. And yeah. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Let's well, move on. We will move on. I mentioned his name. Pew, 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 pew. Placer. As he should have. Ricochet, number one contender. We're getting a Brock versus Ricochet match. They gave us what I wanted. We're going to have a nut versus nut battle in uh, Saudi Arabia. Saudi At the super showdown of balls versus balls. Balls. Um, like I said, I mean, we've talked about this ad nauseum about how I want this match. So I don't have much to add. They at least had a number one contender match to sell us on it. I like that Bobby, who's been winning matches, was in it. Of course, we had stupid Sethy boy in it too. But, you know, the right man won. So. Uh-oh. This is not necessarily a sheet. A sheet. It's a, uh, a it's sheet. A, it's a sheet. It's You're a heat and a shine. Sheet? It's it's in the middle. Uh, no, look, I took a sheet. Uh, but there's so much about this that I did enjoy. But there's so much about it I didn't enjoy. It's just Seth Rollins the whole night clearly doing. Oh, whatever. we're not talking about him yet. No, I know. But here's here's where, I, and I, I know somebody's gonna somebody's gonna misconstrue this, and that's fine, and I don't really care. But I have to preface it with like sometimes yes, as somebody that is that is weird like me, I. I know you bust my balls all the time about this. No. But I've seen more wrestling than most people, in my opinion. I, I, I say that. All right, he's playing the old man card. I am. That's fine. And <laughs> here's here's the thing with me. And everybody's like, oh, you know. Oh, here we go. Back in my day. Back in my day, you see, when things were a nickel. When all matches lasted 20 minutes with two moves, I was so entertained because no. I kept up with the speed that my eyesight is. <laughs> How dare you talk about my bad eyesight? I'm getting it fixed eventually. No, but there's something about it where I was watching it going, Jerry the King Lawler oh. is just saying so much about how Ricochet is a little puny, puny, pew, pew, puny. And that's... Size shamer. He is. But I know that that's his job. But at the same point, I was like, I want Ricochet to win. Why are you telling me Ricochet's winning? Like, you're basically preemptively... Strapping the well, rocket on him and putting and lighting the match before the thing's already taken off. And I was just like, I just want to have that moment of when you're in commentary and you're talking about something, you're commentating about the moment. You're not commentating about what could possibly happen. I want to be told what I'm looking at. I don't want to be told three weeks from now, if he wins, he's going to be fucking eaten alive. You have three weeks for that to tell me yeah. that. But when the king is getting in there and saying to me, he's a puny guy. I mean, I can see Bobby Lashley. I can see this. Okay, you just disqualified those two. Even though I would prefer Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar, they're not going to waste it probably on the Super Showdown. But it just, when I was watching it, I went, why? Like, why are you making, this is a cool moment for Ricochet. So, but as a fan, <clears throat> I'm just so aggravated by the predictability of it. Because this, it's his fault. That's the issue with Lawler. Like, reason number 8,999,442 billion infinity times infinity why Lawler doesn't work anymore is because the old school, like, commentary, that might have worked better. And it for sure did. That's why he was really good. But it's just, as things change, you need to change as well. And he hasn't. And wrestling especially with the internet and everything is so different now and you could get away with the more predictable stuff on commentary because that was the only way you were really seeing it but it's just that style of like really putting down the baby face like picking on his sides like it doesn't work especially with like, like it doesn't it I, but doesn't. here's the thing I would prefer that if they didn't correlate Lesnar to Ricochet if they were talking about how he was emasculated by Bobby yeah. or not as smart as Seth I'm okay with that but then Ricochet wins and does that whole thing and 
then it seems like, and this is the other part that I was concerned about, every segment in Raw seems like it's not, like it's always like, oh my God, we've got 30 seconds before we have to get off the air. And Brock Lesnar just runs down full speed, picks up Ricochet, throws him like a pizza, we're done, which was fine, but it felt as if, like, there's there's so much, it's not a good chaos, it just feels like, what are we doing here? Yeah. You know, and so... I was watching it going, okay, okay, we got three weeks with this, and, and it's a side street to, you know, WrestleMania, which is fine. It'll be fun. But there's so much about it that I'm I'm, I'm intrigued because we know, like, the Finn Balors of the world that had good matches with him and stuff like that. It, the little guys are Mr. I little, just, he makes yeah, I think Ricochet's, the, that, that's, because I, like I've said a million times, I want Lashley Lesnar at some point. I just think they've already, like, laid enough of the table for Ricochet Brock that I want that now. Mm-hmm. I want that first. But like you said, Lesnar-Lashley, that could be a much bigger match down the road. I don't need to do it quickly now, and there's no build to it, and you still have Rusev lurking. So, Yeah, but it is what it is, man. It is what it is. My only other uh, note from Raw was, um, it, this isn't the way I expected it to go, but Rhea Ripley challenging Charlotte. That was a nice little surprise of her showing up on Raw being like, bitch, you ain't beat me, but I beat you, so come at me. And again, they're dragging it out, which I'm fine with because WrestleMania is two months away, and... I mean, Rhea Ripley has a match in a couple weeks against Bianca Belair, which I'm sure they'll address on Wednesday. But I do like that, um, you know, this happened. Someone intelligent told me it might. So I always I, – this is the part that I really enjoy. Sometimes the dirt sheets just go absolutely apeshit. But there is some weird stuff going on uh, on Twitter, and I, it's always fun for me. People are convinced that Rhea Ripley will not face Charlotte at WrestleMania because she's on an access list. Do you see this? This shit, you heard about this? It just, it's, it's like when people be like, the house show in the month is advertising this match. It's like, yeah, because they make those sheets like six months in advance and they just book whatever feud is going on right now then so they don't spoil it. You know what I love is that people forget there's an asterisk at the bottom of something that yeah, says card, card subject, subject to, to change. change. That's what we will live in, folks. It's just part of wrestling. And you know what? It's okay to try to be a super sleuth. Take it from me. A what I know. Now? A super sleuth. Okay. Not a sleuth. And then that's what you're thinking. But that that's is not I true. I've been locked up for a long time. I am not a sleuth. Uh, but that is other things. They're, it's weird when the dirt sheets do this thing. So when Ripley, Ripley came out, by the way, correctly predicted by JC, just saying another reason to watch a job or knocker. Hashtag just saying, JC knows. Hashtag JC knows. I mean, that's JC's exa- hopes come true. Yeah, it's exactly it. So, you know, another reason, 50% anyway, to watch this pro- or listen to this program. <laughs> Uh, so there's so it's many... not fun when you bury yourself. It's only fun when I bury you. Why? Why can't I bury no, myself? Self-deprecating is okay. It's okay, I'll allow it. Okay, depending on how good it is. Yeah, it just yeah. I'm yeah. very lowbrow. I know. So to the point though, it is interesting that they they switched it a little. I am slightly concerned that we're going a little too fast. Yes, that is what's my concern as well. So <clears throat> I think we could have waited till after. The uh, takeover Portland. I agree. And I think that having her show up unannounced on an NXT would have been a cool thing. I think having her maybe come out the first segment or like having yeah. her walk down full sail and be like, what the fuck is she doing here? Then you have that moment to change the channel, see Twitter, whatever you want to do, have her come in and then, you know, rah, you know, she'll interrupt the match and, you know, the whole thing will be a big deal when she finally descends on full sail. Have a helicopter, you know, because she had it at WrestleMania. Make her a bigger deal. Make her seem that she's bigger than NXT. She but, already did a helicopter. No, I'm saying. Oh. Have her land in full well, sail. Well, I have a question. Her, okay. 
because obviously we know the, <clears throat> the women are likely not going to be at Super Showdown. Mm-hmm. So I think that's part of their concern is they're like, we want to tease the fuck out of this Charlotte Rhea thing to keep like some keep this hot. Is there still Elimination Chamber in March? Or am I they have that? a question mark event. I don't okay. know what that even means anymore. Because that's what I was wondering. It's just because if not, then WrestleMania is the next pay-per-view for the women. Sure, but, but I feel like there's months. something in March. Exactly. That's what I mean. I'm so, pretty sure there's one in the end of – maybe the mid of March or the end of February. Like it's definitely that, – I'm okay with them teasing this match. I just – I don't know. I, I, liked the, I liked the way it was executed. But again, yeah, I agree that I, I – don't love it being this early, but I'm willing to wait and see because I think they just want this match on the marquee. Like, because I think they're looking at it like Rhea Ripley, like at people talking about breakout, like superstar, like most interesting, like woman in the company right now. And it's like, and now you have Charlotte, who's like the unstoppable, like she the wins everything. Object. It's just like yeah. that's that is the mar- that is a marquee match. Sure, unless we get Becky Ronda too, like Charlotte Ripley will be the biggest woman's match on the card, even if it's Becky Baszler wow. or Becky whoever. It doesn't matter. It's like. Charlotte Rhea, like that's that's the best they can do right now, and that's good. Even a, a Bailey uh, Bailey Sasha that match would be awesome, but it just it, this is no this luster, is a different animal. No, no, this no is just a different dang. animal because Rhea Ripley's brought herself to a different level, and she's the new shiny toy. New she's shiny a really toy. good new shiny toy against like old reliable who everyone dislikes and thinks gets too old much. Old it's, it's perfect. It's like the combining of forces. All right, anything else? Let's go to SmackDown. <laughs> Get these hands on a singles title, baby. I'm wearing the right shirt. Okay, good. <laughs> I wasn't sure what I put on this morning, but I'm like, got to wear the bronze shirt this week. And for people who can't see it because all they heard is audio, it was his shirt, not his pants that he unzipped. So that's uh, exactly- No, I did both. Um, yeah. He was a little excited. That title is so small in his hands, by the way. I love it. But you know it what? It looks like it might as well be a ring. Yeah. I plan on starting the show like this. Then you got the transition to Orton, so we went that way. But it's about damn time, man. And people say what they want about Braun. Like, whatever you want. But that fucking pop don't lie ever. Like, the crowd, like, you could tell him just, like, basking in that. Like, how much of a moment that was for him. You can be like, oh, it wasn't a world title. Blah, blah, blah. It doesn't, like, it doesn't matter. This was his first singles title. This is, like, this is, like, the, uh, I want to say clarification, but that's not the right word. But this is, like, Crowning the representation of all his hard work. Yeah. Like, this is an achievement. Like, this is bigger than that battle royal that he won with that fake title. Like, this is an actual, like... This is the Intercontinental title, which has looked like shit on Nakamura. So thank God it's finally on a champion who hopefully can elevate it. But you can just see it for Braun. It's like, this is huge for him. And the crowd was into it with him. It was just, I really liked this moment. Um, it was, And I'm excited for what to come. I don't know what's coming next. Mm-hmm. I still think, like we've talked about, Sheamus at WrestleMania makes sense. Mm-hmm. But what we're doing in the meantime, I don't know. I'm assuming still a little Nakamura. There'll probably be a rematch. It's super shit down. But uh, I, I love this moment. Because I love Braun, and it was special, and the crowd loved it. I think it's a testament to that how popular he truly is. Yes. Because I don't, no matter what he gets dealt, no matter what he does to himself, we don't know. We don't know what happens backstage. We don't know how things change. We know none. We none of none of it really. Uh, but there is a portion of the audience, no matter how where he is, how he's doing, responds to that roar, responds to his oafiness, and his. And, and he's so he's unique. Just, he's he's an, an anomaly. Unique. Yeah. So I think that. It's good because there, you know, he is somebody that needs to be on television. He is somebody that needs a dominant reign. Yes. I, I, he I, can elevate that title a lot. I think having Sheamus beat him eventually is okay, but I, I would love to see maybe five, six months with the Inter- Intercontinental Championship, but have him defend it a lot. Yes. Have him do something with it, not do it once a month. his matches don't have to be long. No. They can be quick because yep. it's Braun. Like, a, you hit it on it perfectly. Braun 
is that popular and that good that he needs to be on the show every week. So why not attach a title that's barely ever on the show and not getting used? Because that title's with him. Right. No matter what. And it's just marrying those two together, especially this time of year and this season, it's perfect. Because like it's you're getting double reasoning for everything. It's yeah, it's doubling down on everything you need. So I think, you know, maybe maybe I mean it might be on the pre show, but it's still gonna be hopefully shown. He won't be in the Battle Royal again, hopefully, if he yeah. keeps it to WrestleMania, which I think he would. I think there, you know, it's an it's a lower part on the WrestleMania card, but he's still on the he's card. He's climbing the ladder. Yeah. He's climbing the it's, ladder. It's, he's going to get to those world title sure. matches again. They put him in there early, and he was fighting for those early, but a, a long mid-card, or at least through WrestleMania mid-card reign, makes a lot of sense for Braun right now because there's so much happening at the top with McIntyre and all these other guys that this is the way to do it. And then I think... I mean, maybe Braun Fiend isn't till SummerSlam. Mm -hmm. I'd be okay with that because that gives us plenty of time to get there. We're probably getting Roman Fiend at Mania. Like, but the money feud is Braun Fiend, but this is a nice way to get us there and bring that title with him. Sure. The other thing that uh, – this is me being nestled, but it's just there's something about it that always is interesting to me. We always joke or we always you know, nitpick or whatever you want to say about something where you know, a new person comes in from somewhere else that already has this thing and they – they shit on them or they or they supposedly don't book them well and we all have our panties in a bunch. And then they have to rebuild him in the WWE matter. But it's funny because essentially they're doing the same thing with Braun. Like he was elevated yeah. and then had a fall from grace and had to start from the bottom and work yeah. his way back up again. So it's not mutually exclusive or anything like that. It, they took a, a project that was their own that they molded, had seven matches to his name and then threw him on Raw. You know, so it's like... They do it to everybody. He's, if it's not working, they yeah. go back. They take the coal. You know, they they literally throw the clay back in the heater and try to mold them again to something else. And this is what they're doing. Like it's gonna take a while, like you said. So I don't I don't have an issue with it. But it's funny because I probably point to this every time somebody says they only do it to people who come in and have made a name somewhere else. No, they do it to their own guys too. Yeah. So you guys gotta stop with that bullshit. Like it's just it's not it's not true. It's not true at all. Keep cutting promos on the internet today. Love it. Sorry. Um, also on SmackDown, always in the shine. Um, There's a date in two weeks. I can't tell you. Well, I think it's like a week and a half now. Um, a week from Friday, Otis. Mandy, this was the funniest part. She's like, he's like, next Friday. And she's like, oh, I'm busy next Friday. I'm like, oh, you mean you have to work? <laughs> <laughs> but in two weeks, she doesn't. Hold on. In two weeks, she's free. But I, I just, I thought that was hilarious because I was just like, well, next week they must have everything booked or they want to really like shoot this well. But I was just like, she's like, oh, I'm busy. I'm like, Otis, you asked a coworker on a date to go on a date with you at the same time you're both working. The, that was great. The funniest part oh, of busy. the funniest part of this entire thing indirectly is if she's not booked on the fucking show is like, yeah, like a, more the, egregious. Yeah, they kind of need to like have her like like just like post to Instagram like, "Hey, I'm in Barbados." Like, Whatever. You know, you know what I mean? Like, but if she's just like in a random match against Alexa Bliss, it would be hilarious. <laughs> if they don't even call upon it in a way that makes sense, I'm just gonna lose it. I'm just gonna be like, "What the fuck are we doing?" But yeah. again. Appointment television two weeks. Oh, exactly. You know it's what just I mean? like, so, this is just still so interesting. I love every movie. I'm just so surprised that, like, you know it's coming. You know he's gonna get his heart broken. Yeah. But you're just it's 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 like Otis is your actual friend. I've seen you know some what I mean? great, you, I've seen some great theories on this. You know what? You're gonna do it. He's jiggling. I don't know what the fuck that was. Uh, yeah, it was. Are you gonna Are you gonna take it over? Well, you were, we were talking about the show. And you're like, man, I have nothing good for Detective Nestle. There was no Rowan. I was thinking, I was like, you know what? We know this is happening. We know there's oh, a yeah. turn. So, who's gonna be the guy 
the man he goes with. I've seen people say Tucker, which I think is hilarious. But they teased Ooh. it with Ziggler. But, like, what what's going to happen here? Because we know she's breaking Otis's heart. Oh, yeah. Or do they go the lesbian angle with Sonya? Maybe. Like they've teased in the past. Like, there's a lot of things here. So I need to dial up the detective because, I mean, I just love hearing theories. Um, I can come up with theories, but I don't really have a good one. So I'm putting you on the spot. Sure. Detective, so, bring so, out the monocle. So, yeah, exactly. So let's think about this really quickly. Tucker is a wild card because he's such a standby yeah. that it's a red herring. So I'm okay with it being Tucker. I don't necessarily know if he has the chops for it. Um, and I don't see – see, here's, here's the issue with it, right? I think if you do this incorrectly, you make Mandy Rose a manager. You know what I mean? Like if you if you saddle her with some guy that Otis is going to fight a lot, and you make her a manager. And I'm not just – I know I'm on this program saying that she has no talent and, and all that other bullshit. Which is a complete but, total lie. But I, I will say that there is a, there is there's a fine line you have to walk with this because I feel like it can't be misdirected to a guy. Like I don't like the idea of that Otis has to fight a guy. I think that Otis having uh, being upset o- over Mandy is better. You know what I mean? Yes. Like. I can see it being I can see it being Tucker, but I don't see anybody caring about it. Yeah. I don't see anybody going, "Ho, oh, this is a thing." What I do see is a Sonya thing. I think the Sonya thing would be great. The problem is is there's nothing in this world that you can do about it, right? So like it it's difficult cuz how do you how do you go and go, "Okay, look. Yeah, it's me and Sonya. Sonya and I have a thing going on." Which is fine, but where do you go from there, right? Like where do you can Otis do anything? No, he can't have an intergender match against Sonya. He can't do anything, right? And there's just so much that I've looked at it going, okay, they're going to have the Valentine's Day. I'm sure it's going to go well. It's going to lead into some ambiguous innuendo kind of thing where, like, maybe they go to a hotel room or something like that. But there, as I'm flipping, I'm literally, as I'm talking, I'm going through the roster, and the only person I've seen so far is Elias, but he's a babyface. I don't want this, but it could be Jomo. I don't want that. <laughs> if it's Lars, that would be funny, considering the lead-up with that whole thing. But I don't think they're going to draw parallels to the you know what he does in his extracurricular activities. But that was I'm, a long time ago. I know. I'm just saying you'd be surprised. They want to keep their distance from it. But I'm literally going through everything, and I'm like, Shinsuke? No. <laughs> Shorty G? No. The Fiend? Ooh, no. Miz? Shorty G. Shorty G Shorty G be. and Mandy would look great together. But, you know. A couple studs. I just I look through the SmackDown roster right now as I'm talking. Let's go through it real quick. Xavier Woods, no, because they're not going to break up New Day. Tucker is a wild card. Miz, no. Shorty G could be an outside candidate, I think. I'm all in on that. I like it. I'm sure he could talk. You know what's funny? This is where you're going to either laugh or be humiliated by me. He's going to, if that is the case with Shorty G, he'll talk about how he, he can actually hit Mandy Rose's G spot or something stupid like that. <laughs> and they're going to be like, they're like, oh, it may be short, but I'm hitting your G spot. Exactly. It's like, so, you know, a rise above size. It's like, oh, God, there's so much they can I've do. I've been rising that. above size all my life. Yep. Exactly. Even in the bedroom. Exactly. I mean, Robert Rude, I guess, but he seems more of like an asexual human being. It's I mean, a, with the robe and everything, it would work, but he's too close to do- all and they've teased the dog. Yeah, it's just... I mean, it could That's be That's who it probably is. It Dolph. probably is. I mean, it's not like, you know, Lucha House Party is going to come out and be like, we like Mandy or anything like... like I, They're Baron, too in love with their pinatas. Baron Corbin's great. It could be Mandy as the queen, but I don't necessarily... I did think Corbin and Lacey was great together. So Corbin so, with, like, an evil female could work. I think... But the thing is, is that... And I don't mean this by any stretch of the imagination. Like, Otis is stretching if he thinks he's going to have a match against... A competitive match against the king. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it's... 
you, you stay have in to, your lane, bro. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm Keep looking those at ten tornadoes. I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, Jeff Hardy, no. Primo and Epico, no. Uh, Drew Gulak, they released, no. I feel like. Well, they're still on the SmackDown okay. roster. I so Ziggler, it's not going to be Daniel Bryan. It could be Cesaro. I think there's a Swiss, you yeah. know, sexy man there. They could probably do something with. Uh, it's not going to be Braun. It's not going to be Big E. All right. So we think so it's Dolph or Tucker it's or gotta, Sonya. It's, one of those three. It's got to be those three. So I have one more question. Yes. Better ton tornado, Otis or Shakira? Shakira, hundred percent. I agree. Hundred percent. Otis, think, Otis has some epic ones, but I mean, <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's a lot. tongue just, tornado. That was like. The perfect everything, like it just—it's the—it's—it's—it's it's, it's perfect. I love it. Is there I anything else? It. Do you want to get heady? Um, I like Miz and Morrison winning the number one contenders Stop match it. in a Stop fatal four-way where they tag in. Stop! You're hurting my feelings. I'm gonna hit the button. Go ahead. Get him off my TV! Get him off my TV! Get him off my TV! <sighs> well, dog food, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> I mean. <laughs> The big dog, the big dog Roman Reigns. So hold on. So we have this long ass promo, and they wheel out this fucking disgusting, and I mean disgusting display slop. Of, of slop. Worse than Henry O. Godwin. That's a reference. That's in the, the B. Yeah. So it's just, I just, I, I saw it wheeled out, and I just vomited a little in my mouth, which again was probably the response they were looking for. Yep. But here's again me being nitpicky. And being super critical of everything that happens. Roman Reigns went out there and basically said to Baron Corbin, I'm going to make sure that you eat dog food. There's the eye. Eat. Eat dog food. Yep. He did not eat dog food. He gave the little set. He did, he did the thing about Hook yeah. where he flipped them and did the thing with the spoon from Hook, which was funny. And they got him to do the whole fucking kaboom at the end with, you know, he's, he's, and I guess it's a feud ender, I guess. I don't know. I think so. But I, I, I wanted. Maybe one last match in Saudi for all time's sake. I just wanted the spoon fed. That's exactly yeah, what that's I wanted. Like, like if you wanted, I don't like the idea of dog food in general. I think it's overplayed. It is what it is. It worked the first time, but they've gone, they, it's just too much of something is always Yeah, exactly. But again, it ended up in, you know, one of those moments where you're like, okay, it wasn't. Six man tag. Yeah, I, let, I ended in a roll up. I got bingo. <laughs> Nestle bingo. I know, right? So it's a six man tag. So automatically, fuck it. I don't care, right? I, the only reason I I scrolled to the end. I I watched it, but I was fast forwarding it, watching it, going, God damn it! Nothing of this matters. Nothing of this matters. We're just getting to the end. We're just getting to the end. And of course, they they fucking you know Uso kick him and tie him up and the whole thing. And it's like the roll up. The dog food and the six-man tag. Somebody hates me. Somebody hates me. I'm I mean, convinced. I mean, a lot of people hate universal. me. But it's just – I did appreciate that he ran after he got rolled, but it's just – Stop, drop, and roll. I'm done. I, I, I'm actually done with this. Let's move on. Hopefully they are too. Let's move on from it. But it just – it angered me because then on Raw, we have an elimination six-man tag. Mm-hmm. Which to me was more egregious in a way, depending on what you look at. Because you have the six-man tag. By the way, I don't know if it's written in Seth Rollins' contract that he gets two promos a week. I don't know what the fuck's going on here. I got a thought on that once you get through your six-man tag stuff. But good Lord. Good heavens. Good Monday Night Messiah. I'm telling you, there is something to be said about less is more and having this man. (laughs) 
like, I get from a different perspective of he's on my television too much. I should hate him. It's being, you know, whatever. They're trying to use the John Cena yeah, against us. Yeah, but they do this when you were supposed to like him. That's sure. why we all hated him. Right. So I, you do the whole thing backstage, and it's Buddy and AOP, and then he says, nah, guys, go get ready for your match, whatever. They have the six-man tag. Eric, not Eric Rowan, Eric, uh, what's his Eric Rowe or Rowe, whatever. Ivar, Eric, whatever. Eric, he gets curb stomped, and because Seth is out there, they get that victory. Then, for some reason, Ivar slips on a banana peel and goes crashing <laughs> in, crashing into the board, so he's, like, got a dislocated shoulder. So then I understand why we're putting KO at a disadvantage, and he looks great and the whole thing, but... The elimination stuff, it's fine, but a six-man tag is I still a six-man tag. I actually prefer elimination matches, but I just, I don't, like, this This match was a complete 32X. It was not, it was not good. Yeah, it, was it was not was good. Complete 32X. And I, I, a KO was the only reason I watched this matchup, or the only reason I would even be invested in it. And that's it. And they know what they're doing with it. It's just not good. Yeah. It's filler. It's, it's treading water every single time I watch him. Yep. So, um, I obviously, Celtics played last night, get home late. Longer commute home now. So I'm tired. And I'm like, I got to go watch Raw for the podcast in the morning. <clears throat> and I'm doing well. Hit an hour two. The Garza stuff was great. Like, I'm getting through all this stuff. And then I get there and I'm like, okay, half hour left. Main event. I can get through this match. And then I'll be good. I can wake up, go to my back appointment, and then boom, record the podcast. Seth Rollins comes out. I'm like, okay, we're getting entries. I'll fast forward. But then I have to stop because he starts talking. I'm like, okay, hope this is just a quick promo before the match. And we can get the match and then I can get to bed. I legitimately, I'm not lying here, I actually fell asleep during Seth Rollins' promo. Like, legitimately, like, zonked out. Woke up because my TV was blaring on, like, whatever channel I had when the DVR ended and, like, an hour later. And I was like, oh, fuck. So I turned off went to bed. I had to watch the main event in the morning because Seth literally put me to sleep. Sorry, Danny. Our boy Danny Grimwood. I'm sorry, bro, but Seth literally, literally put me to sleep. It's not good, Bob. Not good. It's not great. Not good. Not good. There's a lot of not goods going on here, but uh, let's hit them. Should we do Nestle Quick Heats? Yeah, I mean, if you really want to, let's you wanna... do it. Cool Nestle Quick Heats. So we had the the four, four four team tag team on SmackDown, and it was a whole fucking clusterfuck. I don't even know what else I could say. The one thing I, I again, it, these are the things that drive me nuts with these four corner things. Out of nowhere, Lindsay Dorado just dives to go tag in heavy machinery as if they're going to save him. But it's the same reason that they're going to lose. <laughs> the logic is they're out the fucking window. Yeah, it might have been just the stupidest thing I've ever seen. And then, of course, we get to little things here and there. Um, Elias interrupts Sammy at the end, and Cesaro doesn't mind the interaction, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Next. It's just whatever. Sheamus beat Shorty G, rerun style. Good match, though. It was a good match, but whatever. Bailey promo beat everybody. Naomi, I don't really... I, the mask was cool, I will say that I was going to say, what the fuck was on her head? You calling that a mask? It looked it was, like a dome light. It was thing cool. I will say, it was pretty neat. <clears throat> I, I, I'm excited that there's at least a little bit of an injection of somebody that she hasn't beaten yet. So yes, that's true. It's not... Fair. It's, it's fair. It's not great, but it's fair. Adequate? Adequate at best. Adequate, Just below adequate? Adequate Adam, right okay, over here. Who the fuck is Adam? Never been called that before, but sure. Uh, you never Inadequate know. Adam, maybe. Inadequate. There you go. There's a new name for me. I've never heard that one before. Uh, something else that really, uh, I, I don't know. This is a little thing that we'll expand upon. I'll, I'll, I'll wait that one out. Uh, we had the six-man the six man smudge, as we already talked about. Eric Rowan's, uh, it's not Eric Rowan, excuse me. Eric Rowan wasn't on the show. Eric Young. What's up, jobbers? Jobber alert. I forget he's, like, employed by I them. think he forgets he's employed yeah. because he forgets how to wrestle the poor guy. He probably does a lot of house shows. At least Alistair Black upgraded from jobbers we don't know to a jobber we know. Yeah, right? that's wonderful, Baby steps, right? like, you know, something. What wonderful. Can't fucking wait. Asuka versus Natty. Nobody cares. 
because it's a lead up to something else that nobody cares about. Why are we getting a remake? I don't know. I just it's this. This is like the typical WWE thing. It's like this was put to bed, and it's just like let's just we need Drag to fill it. a few weeks. Let's let's just because all this does is make Oscar worse. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's just, like it just. If she she lost, so now she's a women's tag team champion. Which move her on to a tag team feud where right. you literally spent time on SmackDown having Bliss and Cross beat Mandy and Sony and be like, they deserve a tag team title opportunity, a rematch of their titles because they've been picking up wins. And yeah, nope. I don't know. Yeah. The other thing too, so this go coincides with the last thing I want to talk about in the heat. So first off, we're gonna talk about making people looking stupid, in my opinion. Yep. There's a multiple factor here of on Raw specifically that they they make people look stupid. I know where you're going with so, these. So I will say this much: you get to a point of so at the end, Oscar uh, beats Natty in some type of form or fashion with whatever, and then the, the, you know cocky Becky comes out, does her thing, looking you know like only Did the like way. like the shades. It was funny. I like that. But you know, there there is a portion of the audience that I think is going to turn on her if they already, yeah, they already have. So. Which she is fine. Out. That's what happens when you have dominant champions. So they have that, and so they have their stare down. But here's the part that I fucking hate. They have this miscue, or maybe something was supposed to be different. Kyrie comes up from behind, and then just like swats her away, falling <laughs> through the middle so rope. Much. And then Asuka just stands there with her fucking hands in her pants. Yeah, and that was bad. And it was just like, how are you a trained killer that a woman was scared of you for an entire year? And you're just going to stand there and not get the upper hand by just, boom, one yeah. shot, and then you can both double-team her and beat her up. It made Asuka look like a bitch. It made Kyrie look like a bitch. There was so much about it that I hated. And then, of course, the cute little thing at the end where, that like, was so, she's, oh, she's, she's adorable. But she's the just, best. But, but, yes, you're illegitimizing it, her. It's, it made everybody <laughs> look stupid. It, made, like, it was more about, hey, I want a rematch. I want a rematch. I want a rematch. It's stupid. Stupid, stupid, You're stupid. not Christian. You can't have one more match. The other thing that we transfer over to is, of course, the uh, sexy Scottman, as he told oh, me. So that was so bad. He's getting a little bit more comfortable, I will say. Don't don't rock the boat. Yes, You're here's already the there. Angel Garza can call himself sexy. Yes. Drew McIntyre? No. Nope. You, you, nope. Fine. You want to call yourself the Scottish psychopath? It's shitty, but it's a, letter, a lot better than that. You'd Sexy like, Scotsman. Don't. Yes. Yeah, don't. Sorry. Don't do we, it. We like you, Drew. Don't do We're it. We're digging everything you're doing right don't now. Don't do it. Don't do this. Don't. Please. please don't do this. Drew. Also, don't, don't. go squashing the 24 7 champion. There it is. Why? Like, there of is. all the people he could have squashed, you picked the guy that you finally, for the first time, is like, oh my God, I'm taking him seriously? And I'm taking that, t- that title like an inch seriously? And then the, you'd have this happen. Mojo. I'm going to hit you in three seconds once that bell rings. And what does he do? He hits him in three seconds when the bell rings. And here's the thing. Why is Mojo not looking? That's the problem. It's like a guy told you, I'm going to kick you in the head in three minutes into the match. So you don't want to Daniel Bryan yourself by making out with AJ Lee on the side. So instead, he's making out with Riddick Moss on the side, turns around and Claymore. Claymore is awesome. But God, stop it. Stop fucking all this shit Would you tell Mojo Raleigh, hey, in about five seconds... I'm going to take your championship away. Like, or you're going to get, you don't look down. Yeah, they threw out those rules too. Like, what the, like, where, there is no <sighs> logic and it makes people look stupid, but I get that, like, some people get sacrificed in their minds and they just don't care about it. Like, Drew is such a priority, they didn't yeah. care. But they, they could have literally used anybody except for Mojo. Oh, yeah. Like, we could have put Riddick Moss literally in there. Literally, for two weeks in a row, Mojo has looked good. Mm-hmm. Like, that title has. For an, an ounce, an ounce of seriousness. I'm not saying serious. I'm saying like for the first time, it's like like 1% serious. 
And that's like more than it's ever been. And it's just this week it was just literally kicked out, kicked away in three seconds. It's less than a paperweight. Yeah. That's exactly how I feel. That's pretty much all I wanted to say. The only other thing I have to say is uh, word of the day on SmackDown was super and um, <clears throat> no likey. Why was it super? Because it was Super Bowl week on Fox? It's super Bowl week on Fox and we're leading in a super showdown. Super. You know what was super about it? The dog food. That's what's super. You know what's super about it? Nothing, because they said it too much. Superstar. Yeah. It's time to get hopeful. Hell yeah. Glorious. You're my only hope. You go first, because I'm not prepared. Oh, Jesus Christ. You're really going to do this to me. All right, so. Just don't take mine. Well, how do I know what yours I is? I told you what my this. hope's about. I already wasn't listening. I'm sorry. So here's my hope. I'm looking at Alistair Black, and oh, I'm thank thinking, God. okay, is that okay? Yes, Can I do this one? you're good. Okay. Jesus Christ. Well, it's got to do takeoff. Whatever. In my opinion, I am waiting for Alistair Black to do something. Anything. All? Just anything. So you look, at, you look at this, and you think, what else could he possibly do? Well, what I'm hoping for, essentially, is that he is going to be in the United States title picture. I think there's a lot of people bouncing around in this particular moment right now with this whole whatever. But there's two people in my mind that I can see him doing really well with. We know that the Andrade connection with Zelina makes perfect sense. It's something that people would be interested in. I think it would be a lot of amazing matches and, and stuff like that. It would, it would string together more other matches here that I think that would be great. I think that having Alistair Black, once CN comes back and does that, I think that would be great to have that whole feud going on. But I'll go one further. I'm thinking that Alistair Black, if he doesn't go right away to CN or maybe even afterwards, I would like to see Bobby Lashley versus Alistair Black. And the reason I say that is because they build up this massive amount of man, Bobby Lashley. Massive amount of man. Yeah, he is. He's a massive amount of man. He's a meat man. I mean, that's exactly what it is. He's just full of it. So... He's a meat man. He's just full of meat. He's, he's a big man. So you have Bobby Lashley, this ginormous dude, and you have this kickboxer badass, and you have him overcome it. Like he loses a little bit. He finally loses a little bit, has to get his crap back. And I think if it's not CN and having those great one-on-one -on -one matches, I can see Bobby Lashley taking on Aleister Black in a way that is fun. And if it's, if it's not with Lana, it'll be better. But I think that... Having Aleister Black in a serious program with a Bobby Lashley being a little bit more Bobby Lashley, I think I'm in. I think I'm hopeful that that could be something in the mid-card that could keep me going when some of these matches are just complete dog shit. I like it. That's my hope. Good hope. Thank Good you. Good job, Nestle. Good job. Um, I hope to a Goldberg. <laughs> He's coming back on Friday, baby, because Saudi show's coming up. We need a Goldberg match. And look it. I've said this before. I'll say it again. The reason why I'm okay with Goldberg matches and not Undertaker matches is because I know what I'm getting with a Goldberg match. It's not going to take long. And those, like, two minutes of glory are well done. It's just, like, it's different. And, you know, I don't know if he's going to be at WrestleMania, but we know he's going to be in Saudi. So he's showing up on SmackDown. Who, who, who? Is it a rematch with Ziggler? Is he going to face Big E? Big E said his dream match is against Goldberg. I'm all for that. I don't think they're going to do that. No. But, uh, you know, there is one that we all want. And they've been uh, having all these NXT stars come up, so why not? Bro. Stupid. We got 15 seconds. Should we put the beat to drop? No. 
Okay, there you go. Get what it a combination of everything that would be. Like why like why not WWE? Just do it. Like this doesn't need to be a WrestleMania match. Whatever. A Saudi show? People already give it shit. You put Goldberg Riddle on a Saudi show, people are going to fucking care. It makes your Saudi show better. Like this is just great. And like it doesn't have to be a long match. I just want the lead up man. I just want one promo between Riddle and Goldberg where Goldberg like stumbles over his words like, "Ah, oh, you're next." And Riddle goes, "Bro." <laughs> just like, "Come on." Just like, I want it. I want it so bad. Like, don't you want it? I think we all want it. Just give it to me, man. You want me to kill your hope right now? No. Don't. You're not you killing know what shit. He's, he's coming out asking for a rematch with The Undertaker. How badly? No. No yes. fucking way. Yes, he is. No, shut up. He is. This is my hope. Putting you're it not in ruining universe. it until I say hashtag JC's hopes come true. Hashtag JC knows. Goldberg versus Riddle. Just fucking do it, man. Bro. I'm going to lose I'm gonna lose my mind if I want him to kick his sandals off into Goldberg's face. Goldberg goes for a spear and misses because his eye hurts. Idiot, Bro. idiot question from me. Oh, well. How did the Saudi Arabians feel about weed? Because <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you do that? Because you know he's there for a week. Like, what the fuck, man? Bro. Like, yeah. probably, maybe, may, you know what? I think Matt Riddle could help some of the global politics. Just get all those princes really high and tell them, you know, be better. Be better. Stop just, killing people. Just be better. Yeah. Just be better. Just just smoke more weed and stop killing people. Buy weed smoke instead of guns. I don't know. Deep. Don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years. Okay. Hot out of the gate, you say. My comeback's Braun Strowman. He finally has a singles title. I love it. He gets my comeback. Short and sweet, baby. Short and sweet. Unlike, well, actually, short and sweet, I guess, a little bit for me, too. Uh... I'm giving mine to a Ruby Riot, a returning Ruby Riot. As Ruby you, Wyatt? Ruby Wyatt, as we uh, we would like to say in the old jobber knockery. Uh, there, there's so much that you could be said about this that you could predict it with a butter knife when she walked down and gave that grimace the entire way. You're waiting for her to turn on Liv. However, it's better than Lana. I'll take it. Uh, I like the green hair. It makes hair. sense. It makes sense. I like the green hair. I like the look. She's definitely the best out of the three Riot Squad. She's definitely better than Lana. So you know what? Super upgrade. Super excited to see her back, especially after the shoulder. The sh- I think it was two sh- shoulder surgeries that she had. Yeah. So, I mean, that's tough to come back from. She looks great. She looks phenomenal. I say let's do this. I'm excited, and I'm ready to go. Yeah, we're ready to move on from Liv Lana. Liv's beaten her twice now, so it makes sense. Her and Ruby, like, that's a, that's a legit feud for Liv. Yeah. Because Ruby is really good. And Ruby has a lot of potential too, as well. But it just this match makes sense. They're like you said, the two popular members of the Riot Squad, two workhorses of the Riot Squad. Poor Sarah Logan. Yeah. Just there. Yeah. Just she's just there. Yeah. She was in the Royal Rumble, at least. Just stick her with the Vikings. She's a fucking Viking. It would make sense to stick her with the Vikings. But you have to put her if she was more charismatic. Well, no, she doesn't. Here's the thing, though. Like, she can just like I don't want to say mascot because that can be taken as demeaning. But like, and that's not how I mean it. But I mean, she doesn't have to speak. But just having her there, I think, adds something to them too. She's like that badass war goddess that's hanging out with the two fucking badass big guys. Like, it'd be a cool look. Like, even if it's just for the entrance, like, it'd be a cool look to have her coming out with those two guys and like doing crazy Vikings things and. It would just it makes so much sense. Just fucking do it. Maybe they will. There. See, I can be pro Sarah Logan. Yeah. That's it, Bob. Yeah, it's nothing mean. What, you, know, you don't even make sense. Who's Bob, by Take the way? Take the fucking bread, bro. Take the bread, indeed. Take the bread. Oh, wow! What a maneuver! All hail Super Bowl champion King Corbin. I can't wait for Friday. Because Corbin won so many bets. Because as people might know, he's a Chiefs fan. He was at the game 
Um, and he's a stud. And he is the only reason I bet the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. Not really. But, you know, when you have the kid on your side, you're feeling pretty good about your investment. Um, so he lost. He, won, he beat Naomi in a bet where she has to, like, make a video bowing down to him. But the big one is Greg Hamilton lost a bet to King Corbin. So he said, I apologize, fan, for what's going to happen on Friday when I have to pay my bet. So I cannot fucking wait for Corbin's intro on Friday. The best king in the world! King, oh my god, I just like this is great. I love this. This could be real good or it, real bad. I don't care. Either way, it's good. Yeah. Like it's, if it's so cringy bad, like it's good. What if it's not even on air? It what will if, be. What, okay. It is. He said it as in his intro on the show. No, but sometimes they cut away from. Nope, the intro, they so. won't. It's right. not. This is this. This is the only thing Stop I care about. Stop banging the table for the, for, the, for the people. Stop banging on the table. Yeah. Well, sorry. The people can deal with a little bang. No, bang. they can't. They need a little shucky well, ducky bang bang. No. Yes. What are you, Booker T? Chucky ducky quack quack. Don't we all wish we were Booker T? I he's mean, he's so I annoying, but he's so fucking cool at the same time. All right, so here's here's things to maybe sort of look forward to next week. Sucker. Uh, we got the dirt sheet returning. <laughs> I don't care about that so one. So pumped. So couldn't care. So I hope, couldn't care. I can't wait for the slow mo. I can't wait for him to show how correct charismatic he truly is. No, you with know that what's great about segment. the slow mo? It gives me more time to think about how mad you are in that moment. Okay, that's the only reason. You have turned me into a Morrison defender, and I've never defended Morrison. I was glad when he left because I was like, good, I don't like him. Yeah. But you've made me a Morrison defender because you're too far on one end. That's the problem with you millennials. You millennials? You always take it. You're a millennial. You're going to the extreme. Instead of just saying something, you're like, you have to take it to the extreme. Speaking of Team Extreme versus Miz and Morrison. There you go. Speaking of extreme, we're going to the Firefly Funhouse, which has not been anywhere. The fun house has been off, which is fine. I think Bray getting breathers is good for him and everyone else. It's then, good. of course, in, in the, on the other side of the column is uh, Daniel Bryan returning, which is good after the straps and everything. They did a nice little, you know, package of him getting, you know, beaten up last is week. Is he going to be changed like everyone else? I don't know. I think he's he changed just... the first time, but is he going to go <laughs> evil like Miz, Rollins, and everyone else he's beaten? I don't know. It's interesting. It's then. definitely something to think about. And, of course, uh, Goldberg, we've already discussed. <sighs> And uh, the other thing is the, the Becky Asuka aspect of the rematch, which is those are the things that to look forward to next week. But, you know, I'm hoping and praying that there's a good little lead up here, at least for Super Showdown. But it seems like sometimes they just don't give a fuck. The they only do. thing that's Super Showdown I care about right now is who's Goldberg's facing. And like you said, if they ruin it with fucking – if The Undertaker takes up half a SmackDown stumbling to the ring with his fucking walker. Stop banging the I'll table. I'll come on the show next week and it'll be in my heat. But if not, it'll probably oh, I be shy. going to do something good. Because Goldberg could literally fight anyone on the roster, not name the Undertaker, and you know, I'd be excited for it. How how sure are you that the Undertaker is not coming out? I'm not sure at all. Okay, so you're not willing to bet? No, I assume, um, hell no. Okay, that's fine. What do you think riddled my hope? You think they're actually going to do that? Hell no. But you know, bro, just saying. If they did, though, I will fucking do backflips. You can you do a backflip? No, not successfully, but I will try and break no, my neck. No, I, I. Do you think I want? Your I'll mother be doing this podcast with a broken freaking neck. <laughs> your mother and your sister would be like, "Why did you let him do that?" You should know better. Uh, don't you care about your friend? And I'll be like, no. yes, of course I did. But you got to let him crash and burn, folks. You got to let him kill himself hey, a little. Life is all about, I don't know. Broing. Bro. All right. So is there anything else you want to talk about? AEW, you want to talk about anything else or uh, uh, NXT? You, you take the wheel this week. I wasn't prepared. I, you look, AEW this week, the only thing that I'm curious about on AEW is the 10 lashings with MJF and Cody. I think that'll be an interesting <sighs> segment. It's interesting because it's a very... WWE thing to do, so it's curious. I'm curious. I think they'll do it well. I Cody MJF because we've talked about this. I think more off air than on the air is AEW. Like I still enjoy it every week, but they just like that's kind of the same shit and same people every week. But the one of the the two things I really enjoyed is and I'm really loving Cody MJF feud. 
Like, that's really good. And the Jericho-Moxley feud is pretty good. The rest of it just feels like a lot of filler matches and the same people getting the opportunities and non-tag teams winning tag titles. And But a Cody-MJF is the most interesting thing to me. So I'm curious to see if that segment makes me go, oh, what are you doing? Or if it's like, oh, this is really good. Because if anyone could pull this off, it's MJF. Yeah, I, I, don't, I think it's going to be interesting considering the fact that he can't touch him. I think that's kind of a cool thing. But I'm touching you. I'm not touching you. Yeah, exactly. You. And the, other, the other cool lead up for Wednesday is to whether or not Charlotte's going to answer Rhea's Woo! challenge. Which, again, I feel like giving it away and telling people about it, I get his appointment television to try to beat AEW, which is fine. But I'm just not necessarily in love with that aspect of it. I think that it would be great to have it unannounced, like I've said earlier in the program. Do they have anything else to advertise for next week? I don't week? believe. I know Tegan Dakota's on TakeOver, which I'm very excited about. Yeah. Because, like, I think we all kind of agreed. Like, that match last week was quick. I was like, this can't be it. And it isn't. So that's good. I think there's a lot of question marks on NXT this week, unfortunately. And I'm sure our boy TJ will tell us and fill us in in every way that he does, as well as I AW. saw you two getting into it on Twitter. <sighs> I'm not even getting he, it. He's not even, he's not even worth discussing. Well, about. no, the problem is, is, like, you... You're just like you go out of your way to like diminish NXT and you think our NXT representative is going to stand for that? I'm glad that TJ has a backbone and isn't a coward. Stand up to the bully, Nestlemania. Oh yeah, I'm a bully. Look at me. I'm all 5 foot Might nine. as well call you Bully Ray since he's your hero. Oh. Oh. Honestly yeah. though, you don't like him, but he has some of the best takes about wrestling. He's not dumb. He's very he's good. Very on smart. Show, he's yes. very smart. He's very smart. I'm Mark Henry, baby. He's not a dummy. He's definitely not a dummy. I'm just saying. I just. I, I, I know don't, you don't. I don't, like I don't him. prefer him. Okay. I, he, he is not on the top. He's 10. not a Nestle guy, He's which is a, good for him. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> that's that's a kiss of death, depending on who you ask. Go. Is there anything else you like to talk about, or would you like to socialize the pod? Uh, Jobberknocker.com. That's the go. website where you can find all the links to the podcast. Let's see if I can nail it. It's really hard now. iTunes, Anchor, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, archived on YouTube. Chicka chicka, yeah. But on Jobberknocker.com, we got you covered. On everything. We talked about NXT. NXT, you okay? AEW, NWA, power. With Paul Luchadorino. I've been saying Luca Dorino, but. Luchador. Yeah, it's Luchadorino. I get it now. I, uh, That's why he wears a mask. Does he really? I don't know how does he Does he types. write in the mask? Yeah. That's what he tells me. That takes way too much effort, bro. Um, Seeing it through a different set of eyes, I guess. See what I did there? You're so lame. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, always uh, check out JobberKnocker.com because we have tons of good shit. Good shit. Such on there. good shit. Twitter, at JobberKnocker, at JC of the JK, there at DQ of the JK, at Ray Ray of the JK, at BillyD2411, at Joe Pollock 47 at TJ of the JK, at The Real Deal B. Cox, at everyone on Facebook and Instagram because we're everywhere you want to be on social media. Um, I think you got it all. Does at Nestlemania have a Pinterest page? No, I do not. Although the, the the fact that you continue to jump over me, I'm thinking that you're you went from. It's leaping, not a very high jump. No, no. But I'm thinking of instead of like you know you jumped the shark, you left the dolphin. I think now it's like you 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 sidestep at at Nestlemania every week. So it's kind of like a little thing you're doing. I like it. No sell Nestle. <laughs> Hashtag no sell Nestle. Take that as you will. Oh God. <laughs> All right. On that note, we hope you enjoyed. What the fuck are you doing to me? I don't know. The coffee's starting to really kick in. All right. We got to get the fuck out of here. Thank you for listening to the Jobber Knocker. We'll be back next week with more Jobber Knockery. Nasty. Nasty.